Two men on a mission down the rabbit hole of the thoughts that keep you awake at 3 a.m. Welcome to Dose of Dysfunction. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dose of Dysfunction. I am your life coach, and with me is the resident redneck. Howdy, y'all. Well, first, I got to ask, why the fuck do you got to make weird faces? I know we're doing... Dude, I love it. It's so fun. I don't know. It's dumb. Oh, I was like, I know we're doing TikTok Live. I know we're doing Instagram Live when we do these, but I look over there Mainly because you... I don't look at myself in my phone all the time. So now I got the phone sitting here, and I'm looking at myself, and I'm like, that's one studly looking man right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you make like... Break these... out the stud finder. Nope. Found him. You know, so it's you just make like, like googly eyes and shit like that. You're just well, like, it's always like okay. So I do the same thing on my snowmobile or on dirt bike, whatever. Right? Like I'm sitting there and everybody's like, "We're getting ready to go," and I'm just like, <laughs> "And away we go!" You know, I just do stupid shit all the time. Like I want to record it and make a cartoon character just out of that because it does. It has almost like the Yosemite Sam feel. The like, <laughs> well, dude. So um, we actually when. When snowmobiling, at one point in time, we had the the talk to activate mics and a oh, helmet, okay. and everybody would shut theirs off because I was over there jamming out, singing my own songs, or you know, oh shit, look out, oh, you know, and doing all this stuff, and they're like, "What is going on in his helmet right now?" Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so every time we start a live, um, I'm looking at it, and it's just I'm looking at myself, and I'm like, "This is." I don't know how to talk to myself. I don't know. Hi. What do you mean you, you don't know, know how like, to talk woo. to yourself? You talk to yourself all the time. <laughs> I know, but I mean, that's, I don't, I'm not looking at myself like, hey, look, you're a good looking man. You know, like, <laughs> like, it, how you doing? You know, I know that if I was mic'd up all the time, <laughs> oh, dude, they would turn it over Hours. to a psychologist and be like, oh, yeah. Um, I'd never You're be gonna able to need get a, a job. They'd be right. like, "Are you gonna listen to this guy for twenty minutes?" <laughs> you need a special padded room for this one. Yeah. No, I. I totally would would set off enough people. They'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong with this right. lunatic?" You know. No, I'm I'm with you. Well, mine didn't ask me for. See, it didn't ask me for a cover photo or anything. Not like yet. That. You ended it, will. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. you're going to have to end this one <laughs> when it gets there. That, well, it'll die. It'll kill you in an hour, I think. Okay. But. Well, um, so topic for today. <laughs> so you sent me uh, a trailer for a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, uh, what was it? The Banana Splits the Movie. Right. And I sent you a trailer back. I know. But your trailer, when I, st- I watched it, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. But it's another, it's just another What's-His-Face movie. I was just like, oh, man, another one. Oh, you're not a fan. Yeah, Nicolas Cage is the same thing in every, I was just like, whatever, it's another Nicolas. I mean, it looked different than most of his, but at the same point in time, you're like, I know what the comedy is with Nick Nicolas Cage. And I'm just like, oh, not in this one, you don't. Is he doesn't talk through the whole movie. Thank God. It is. I, can, all, I might like, be able to watch this one. I was gonna say there is he he at no point he doesn't say one line the whole movie. So anyway, I don't know. I mean, it's still. I was like, what in the fuck is wrong? Okay, so if you've ever looked, I mean, if you did, you watch the trailer? Oh, I did. Okay, absolutely. So to me, the banana splits are these four goofy ass characters that were, you know, 
it was it's a nineteen like sixties um like uh what do they call that live live audience yeah kids show basically right okay. well that's how most of them were it was always like a clown or uh something right. to that effect right so <laughs> what threw me off was I clicked on it the other night just as like a like oh god I haven't seen this show since I was little and my parents were you know just found it on TV or whatever one time they were being nostalgic about it right okay and uh so I was like well I'll I'll watch it again you know and just see how how different things are right I clicked on it not realizing it was the movie and I'm like wait a minute what the fuck cuz it starts out all different and I'm like where the what is going on here? Did I click on the right thing? Did I screw up? And I look, right. and I'm like, no. Oh, it's a movie. What the hell? So I start watching the movie, dude, and these things are coming alive and killing people and all this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And right? Dude, it, I was like, this was – it was a great watch. Like, if you get the chance to watch it, it's fun to watch because you're like – Oh my God! Where's where's the where's the banana split gonna come from this time, right? Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, you see whatever the elephant come out of nowhere in the little banana car and run over some dude. Oh, you know, Jesus oh dude, it is, it's gory as shit. Well, yeah, that's that's what they do. It's movies like those are the reason that children are absolutely afraid of characters in costume or the animatronic characters. Well, okay, but. You never see those as the child. Like, I wouldn't have showed that to mine. My three, I'd show her the Banana Splits, the TV show, but I wouldn't show her that movie, No Way in Hell. Yeah, but right now, so for modern day kids, because most of them get it, there's, uh, because that Banana Splits thing is very much like, and that's why I sent you the uh, other one that had Nick Cage, is because. Well, I can't remember what it was either. What was it? (sighs) It's like one night at. Oh shit! I I don't remember. I'd have to look on my phone again. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would have to look, and I. Yeah. It, either way, <laughs> it's basically what it it comes off like is. So there's a game out there called Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. Right. You know yeah, the yeah, game, yeah. right? So it's the same idea, right? He gets stuck in there overnight. Like they put him in this funhouse type deal, and all the animatronics are out to kill you, right? So it's him. right. Okay. Even well, so, this is where so like here we have Chuck E. Cheese, right? Yeah, and I got to thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm never going in there ever again. I will never take my three year old to Chuck E. Cheese ever again. Well, after watching this movie, I'm like, no, we not happening. We did a birthday party with like Scythe, and he wouldn't get up. Like we couldn't get him to go up with you know because oh, they want you to oh. do the band. He's like, no, I don't bring. He wants to play on the games and stuff like that, but wants nothing to do with animatronic. My niece, right? My oldest niece, who is now twenty-two, mm-hmm. um, I remember any. She was deathly afraid of anything in like costume. Like you go somewhere, we went to oh. Anyway, they had somebody in the McGruff crime dog costume. And we oh, like, McGruff! I, right, yeah, you know, like McGruff. most little kids. Oh yeah, no, she wouldn't go anywhere near. If somebody right. was in one of those costumes, she was out. Nope. Which is funny as shit because now she loves anime and cosplay. So she's always dressing up and right. doing shit like that. And it's like, you were scared to death of oh, yeah. somebody with a, like, uh, in one of those suits. And right. now you have no problem being that person. 
Yeah, well, and that, you know, I mean, it to me, it kind of, it is what it is. At the same point, like, you know, the banana splits are nothing great. Everybody, you know, I mean, you, if you've seen them, you're like, yeah, whatever. So four guys in costumes singing songs and, you know, whatever. It blew me away that it went from this, like, kids thing in the 60s to, and I mean, they're kind of creepy looking in the first place. I'll well, give yeah, you that. so is Chuck E. Cheese. When you think about it, it's big animatronic yeah. oh, yeah. things and... The big robot mouse and this other thing. I don't even remember them all, but they're and creepy see, looking. There was another one before at the same time as Chuck E. Cheese that was similar to right. that. Had right. the band and all of that. So they all play yeah. along the same lines. Well, McDonald's did for a long time. They had cartoons out that were of the Ronald McDonald Oh, yeah, you had the characters. You had Grimace Grimace and the Hamburglar and uh and all that. Yeah, they run around. I mean, they had characters. Well, they made full-blown cartoons and all kinds of shit for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. They were cool. I actually remember watching them as a kid. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's brilliant marketing. I'm actually surprised it's died off because, well, I guess it hasn't died off. It's just shifted to you got online short and little cartoons like that. But Well, and everybody has a uh, a skit, a a comedy skit that they do for a commercial, right? I mean, well, everybody's yeah. got their little gimmicks and their characters and all that stuff, right? Like it's Jake, the Jake sh- from State Farm, dick. right? <laughs> right, exactly. Everybody's got a shtick. Yeah, and so, but I mean, it got it also made me think too. Have you ever seen pictures of like a 1950s Halloween? Oh, I'm sure I have, but I never. Dude, today's mask game ain't shit. Compared to the, like the 1950s mask game, because you had to make your own. Oh, that's true. And that's the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Is when the little kids got this like bag thing sewed up and all on his head and everything. <laughs> You're just like, what in the? F-? He looks like a little clan member. <laughs> You're like, whoa! <laughs> you know, he just, dude, it's scary. Oh, have you seen the movie where it's like three? Adults basically, they have the same like bags over their head type of thing, and they like terrorize a person in the house. Oh, the um, yeah, what? Well, oh shit, what is that? But they like, you never find out at the end of the movie who they are. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it never tells you, and they or just... like you have an idea of who they like. It was this family or something. You have an idea. of Yeah, what but the... they're pretty random. Yeah, that's the thing. You at the end, it doesn't give you any answers. It's right, just like straight the end. And you're you're like, like, huh, they no, terrorize. No, I need to know. I need to. Because <laughs> they end up, they kill the people, right? They end up killing yeah, the people. Yeah, I think but, they do. I think they, they leave terrorize. one of them. I thought there was one person that survived the whole thing. Maybe, but yeah, when they, they leave and it's, you expect that they should be connected or it should be like this weird, and they just don't explain The it. cops show up and kill them or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you expect a resolve, and in the end, you're like, oh, my God, these people could come to my freaking house because they well, never got caught, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I th- well, I think those people make up like the – there was a show that was on um, called I Survived. Uh, it I was Survived. A- Isn't that that, like – um, I don't remember what channel it was on or what, but yeah, it was a series called I Survived, and they would go through like people who, and it wasn't just like, oh, I survived a tornado, right? Not saying that that's well, not yeah. an accomplishment, okay. but yeah. it was like I survived somebody trying to kill me, like right, or being, right. you know, yeah, like. Well, I think there was the one about the child trafficking deal or whatever, where it was like I survived this, and they, you know, get her back with her family and all that kind of stuff. I get that. That's 
severe stuff. This isn't a movie, okay? It's totally, you know, I mean, kind of totally different, but at the same point in time, it's like they don't give you an end. There's no end to it. It is, it, it's left open. Yeah, no, totally. The next one of that movie could be at my house or your house. That freaks me out. When there's no closure at the end of these things, I'm like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> well, right. That's what gets in your head, and I'm really surprised they don't have more of those. Well, and it's always some – I've see, my wife loves horror movies. Right. But not – Mine does not. That's well, so the weird thing I've always found odd, though, as much as she likes – she doesn't like – Gore, like so, one like that. Oh, really? She, she would, doesn't like the blood and the no. She's people. not. It's more the. Uh, she likes the ones that are truly scary because it's less. Uh, so, like, what was there was the one that I think Eli Roth did, where uh, like Tourista or something like that, where or Hostel, where she doesn't like like the torture gore, where they oh, like torture porn. Basically, yeah, she's not into that. She likes the she'll put up with the gore and like Saw and stuff like that because of Saw has like a story to it. There's there's something more to it. There's more suspense to it and twists, right? It's not just well, it's random. I think is the big well, thing Saw. yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't watch Saw because to me it's stupid. Oh, see, we, it, to me that's another one of those just you know whatever cut a bunch of people up types of thing that that one to me is like okay i would use that to torture somebody <laughs> right you know well she's she's had me watch a few and a few of them have been foreign and the foreign ones you want know, fucked up and <laughs> because they're yeah because in the, I mean, america we're all a bunch of sensitive ass puss cakes <laughs> but there's quite a few of the like the foreign ones that are just like that it's like these people buy a house or just move somewhere and they're out in the countryside or away See, from and that's and then, the part that gets me too is it's always in some little some little old country house in the middle of a cornfield somewhere you know yeah but that makes total sense because think of it in terms of this in the city right if you start doing that you made enough racket your neighbors there's people driving by it, it's not somebody's gonna notice something yeah yes, i get that you know it's it's much harder to pull off. It's much more scary. You could still do it in a neighborhood setting, but in a big city, you're going to be because it's all apartments and shit like that. I get it. Yeah, I do. I just I feel like it's a a cliche. Can somebody grow something other than fucking corn? <laughs> do a pumpkin patch. Maybe fucking jack lantern guy. You know what I mean? Like do yeah, something getting different. Caught in the, the corn fields. No, yeah, I, I get yeah. that. I mean, it, you know. That's that's they're all cookie cuttered to the point where it's like same thing, same premise, same plot line, same all the shit, different person dies, different blood, different whatever. Yeah, you have like the house on the lake and shit like that, you know, show or the you know, people at the end of the way or however they want to put it, you know, there's yeah. something to that effect. But no, it's more scary in the fact that I think it, the more real you make it the the scarier like the more like you could cut up a billion people and show all the blood and all the you know all the torture and whatever and and nowadays it's you know half naked woman that gets cut up or you well know, yeah it gets super cliche in the fact that you're like okay oh that one's first it's the, the yeah, dumb bimbo you know which who sleeps one? with everyone exactly and the there's always the one black guy who ends up getting killed and there's yeah, always he, the one foreign kid yeah. who gets like 
he he doesn't even know what's about to happen, and it happens, and so like it never even scared him or anything. It just it's done. Yeah, you'll have the dumb frat boy jock that oh, you yeah. know, right? Yep. And it's then who's dating the bimbo who died in the first. You know, yeah, yeah, and then somewhere the in there, the scream. Yeah. Or scary movie. Yeah, the good you know, virgin like, oh, survives, <laughs> right? And her love interest, you know, yeah. may They're or may not make They're all love stories. It. Yeah, really Ultimately. Horrible. Well, so going back to, like, what well, my wife would have us watch is several of them are, like, or not that way, but more in the terms of the ones where somebody shows up, you know, it, it's like the the hill people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my f- peoples. Yeah. <laughs> the hill people <laughs> show up and um, they, uh, oh shit, what's the right way? They kind of, you know, they're scratching on the windows and that. The, right, they have right. you trapped. In, I think for most people it's that fear of they have you trapped in your own home. Right? Yeah. There's no. There's nowhere to go. Right. You can't just run outside. Something drags you back through. Yeah, I mean. The, like I said, the more real. Oh God! Somebody just joined. I thought I said fuck. I was like, what? I no. want that name. <laughs> no. I, well, I think they're they're whatever. But when you put your name underneath of it, like you got a user two three six nine eight, but they call you. You can put yeah. They'll put fuck in there or whatever. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's f u c t dot dot two. Fucked. Liking it, brother. <laughs> But uh, no, I I would agree. It's that that trapped you at home. It's it makes it real. Yeah, it it plays on your. F- well, that's why I like that. I think it was The Exorcist or some shit. I don't what or uh, no, the Paranormal Activities. Right. Because there aren't like immediate, definite. Oh, there's fishing line strung to all those cupboard doors or what? I mean, there's no like reason as to why that couldn't happen in your house. And I'm going to tell you right now, fucky shit happens all the time. I think it's just the earth fucking with people. But <laughs> it might be, you know, well, like I've seen, seen doors shut and I'm like, okay, this house isn't level. Cause that's where I immediately go to. Cause it's like, I don't want to believe that some weird spirit just slammed that fucking door in my face. You know? Right. <laughs> so it's like, well, house isn't level. <laughs> house is settling. Why does it feel like an earthquake? <laughs> It's yeah, like, what's well, that movie Cloverfield, where they're like underground? Uh, it's one of those things you don't know what's outside, but it's almost scarier being trapped underground with somebody you don't know. See, I don't know. I feel like it would be scarier to be trapped in a situation like this with somebody you know, but you know they're capable of not doing anything worth a shit. Not like they're not going to help. Well, the- they're going to panic and sit over there and cry. And now you're really in trouble because now you're doing all the work by yourself. So you know you're gonna be twice as tired, and yeah, twice as screwed over, and it's scary already. And now they're crying, so it's like you don't have anybody to watch your back, right? But you don't random know stranger. If you, can, you can pep talk them. You don't know if you can trust the random stranger. This is true, but what do you? What else do you have? I mean, at some point in time, you could just die anyways, right? So why not trust them for ten minutes and see if they're gonna be the one that kills you? <laughs> Fuck it. See how far this plays out. Because it goes with the. It goes back to the the devil you know. Well, all most everybody will take the devil they know over the devil they don't. I would almost prefer to go by myself. 
well, <laughs> have either one of them, man. I, mean, I look like, at it this way. Yeah. If you know that they ain't going to do shit, they can be the sacrificial lamb. I'm taking them along, and I'm going to be the <laughs> asshole that pushes them in front yeah, I don't of have them. to be faster than the bear. <laughs> I just have to be faster than you. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that's, that's yeah, I would agree. That's. The freight train's coming. You're oh going to be the God. one standing Let's on the track. hide behind the wall of chainsaws. Fuck that. I'm going to stick you with the chainsaw, and I'm going to keep running. Uh, yeah, that commercial's great. The running car. Yeah, let's not go to the running yeah, car. Yeah, let's not get in the running car. Let's hide behind the chainsaws. At that point, you deserve to die. <laughs> like, right? You ask for it. By the way, I watched um, Varsity Blues again oh the other day just because I was... So, where does that rank, in in your opinion, as, like, football speeches? That last game, that last half where they kicked the coach out and everything else, right? Oh, it's a top five for sure. Top five? Yeah. Okay. Dude, varsity. I absolutely love Varsity Blues. Probably, it, for me, Varsity Blues is one of my top five favorite movies. I absolutely yeah, I love know that. for you it is. And it's a great movie. And it's not, not even gonna... the whipped cream bikini. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, let me guess. You've seen her whipped cream bikini? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, oh. I get that. Shit. That... And you see the and the funny part, too, is he's like, you can almost visibly see him sweat. Well, that <laughs> was... he has to answer that question. Early Paul Walker, though, that was like his the beginning for him. No, know? when when the – I can't remember the other kid's name. When when Mox. Oh, Vanderbeek? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he has to answer. No. Because she's like, oh, well, let me guess. You've seen her in her whatever bikini. And he's like, no. No. Yeah. You can almost see him start to visibly sweat. <laughs> I'm like, just, I mean, them playing it out was so good. They they did so well at just their their facial expressions, their emotional expressions in the in the movie. It's pretty awesome. Like. <laughs> Billy Bob, dude, oh, dude that with is this, by far the best character. The stripper ever. teacher, I give it a ten. I give it a fucking ten. ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Here, that's. You remember the conversation we had, boys? Uh, do you not like me? <laughs> like, whoa. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's that movie. I think is. As a, I don't know what you want to call it. But okay, it ranks so, up there. Well, because that's that's where I was going. I've had a lot of time recently to watch movies, right? Because it goes back to the line though I use all the time: "I don't want your life." <laughs> Whatever, but you know, I've had a lot of time to watch these movies now, right? And so that was the one because now I've so I've made it kind of off of the comedy. I hit this really weird stage of comedy horror film and i was like what the fuck and so finally i was like i gotta get off of this right so i mind fucked myself into watching varsity blues again because i was like okay well we'll start watching the sports movies now right oh you know when you gotta go back and watch huh the program the program i don't know if i watched you probably haven't because the program would have <sighs> yeah you probably haven't because when the program came out i was you were probably like three yeah, but you say that all the time. I used to watch the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, but that was way before my time. Yeah, the program I like to watch was those old weird. You know, those old things that nobody wants to watch anymore. Programs was, was like an early '90s football film. It got they had to uh, 
they pulled a, a scene out of it, um, at least in the theaters. I think it's still – well, I saw it in the theaters, but I don't know if it's on the recorded version. I used to have it where <laughs> – I think it's funner to make a face at the thing and see if you caught it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Give him a camera. He'll be a clown. Oh, my God. I'm a goofball. Yeah. <laughs> No, there's a scene in there that that got pulled because people tried doing it. You know, the typical way oh, yeah, they see yeah. it. Well, the the quarterback who's got all the issues, right? He's you know that's what the story revolves around. Well, and one of them also has a little bit of a drinking problem. Well, right. Yeah. So he uh, at one point he goes. Well, I mean, varsity blues. The whole fucking team has a drinking problem. Right. Well, this one's a college. This talks about college. Ah. This is like uh, Omar Epps is in this, and this is like a young Omar Epps. Uh, anyway, it, it's it's really it's a good flick. The quarterback goes and walks out basically in the middle of traffic and lays down on the stripe in the middle of there. Yeah, and like kicks his feet up like almost like he's about to do a crunch, and then he just starts reading a magazine because he's a potential like Heisman guy and he can't handle the stress kind of thing, right? So Jesus he, Christ! And then the guys he's on the team are all like, he's making us look like a bunch of pussies, so they all have to run out <laughs> in the street and do it. <laughs> He's making it look like a bunch of pussies. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. No, I... Um, well, they had to pull the scene because people started fucking doing it. And then all it takes is one kid to get run over. Right. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose, but last year at hunting camp, okay, where we were staying across the street from the bar, okay, <laughs> was like, I don't know, maybe a football field, maybe, right? So we would walk from where we were at. To the bar, absolutely. Walk back, right? Yeah. We got a little too shit faced one night. Okay, <laughs> it took me forty five minutes. If you've ever walked a football field, it should not take you forty five minutes to go a hundred yards. It took me forty five minutes. Thirty of those, I took a nap in the middle of the highway. Okay, highway through this town. Nobody hit me. That's impressive. I highly doubt anybody went through there. Probably not, or else you would have got run yeah. the fuck over. I'd be flat. Yeah. But literally fell down on the center line, tits down on the asphalt right there, and slept for a half hour. Then got up, because it was raining and I finally got wet, and finished my 100-yard dash to the apartment complex, passed out, you know, and I was like, I woke up the next morning, and I'm like, I think I slept in the middle of the road. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. It was bad, man. I mean, it was, it was like bad, bad. And I was like, mm, no, we shouldn't do that anymore. So yeah, now no. we stay on the other side. We stay on the same side of the road. Yeah, so you can just walk. I don't have to cross the highway. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> probably a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Well, the, the program, it all, this has everything, though. You have the... The guy who wasn't quite there defensively, so he starts taking steroids, right? It gets oh, him yeah. over the top, so he makes the starter, right? They list, like, who's starting. They they release the lineup before the season starts, or right before the first game, and he's he makes it. So they got the juiced-out guy. He runs in the parking lot, and he starts slant. He literally, like, headbutts and slams his head through a couple car side windows because he's so jacked up and so Did roided out. Job, or? That he got – well, this is college. It's not even got the job. He just got to be a starter, right? Well, they call it getting the job. Yeah. yeah. So it was – there. oh, 
there's one scene in there with him where he hits it's hit him so hard you see the snot bubbles right so oh. <laughs> yeah you got I mean, knocked the fuck out basically like rips the face mask i mean he's the roided out goes nuts you know and then he gets busted for it and has to take the p test and he's right. not as good anymore and all, you know and then you've got the omar epps character he's like the uh the black kid from the the wrong side or he's the hype right the young kid and that well he yeah. has an issue where he fumbles like he he fumbles a few times so they yeah. give him the ball oh is this the guy that puts the stick him on his gloves and shit no he doesn't put stick him on his gloves but... there's who is there's there's one of those where they put stick him on the receiver's gloves <laughs> and he like can't separate his hand from the ball oh, oh what is um it's the one where they had the the walkout in the NFL. Oh, the replacements. The replacements, the, yeah. yeah. No, they, like, put the stick him on his gloves and, like, can't let go of the ball. And he's like, oh, shit. Well, this <laughs> one's kind of like, this is like a, quote-unquote, serious movie. It's not a comedy mm. by any But one of the great uh, scenes, so they make Omar Epps. He's got to walk around with the football, right? And it's the job of everybody on the team, as he's walking around with this thing on the campus, is they're trying to take it away. Because right. if anybody it's... returns the ball back to the coaches but him, he's fucked. Okay. So he's sitting in class, right? And he's got the ball kind of, you know, and somebody, like, pops the ball out. And so, and there's, like, probably at least five or six other guys from the team. And right. the ball goes shooting down the aisle. And it's all of them, like, you know, this professor's oh, trying to teach. And there's this, winds up being this huge dog pile. And out pops Omar Epps from the bottom of the pile <laughs> with the ball. like, And then you just see him the rest of the time, like, back in his chair holding, you know. <laughs> so here's my here's my question. I'll lead to this because uh, my question is, what is the number one pep talk in a movie, like in a football movie, what's the number one halftime pep talk? Uh for you, and I'm not saying like it has, has to be any kind of you know thing, but I know you've watched. I've watched a lot. A and lot I'm of trying them. to. I'm trying to remember. I mean, uh, Mox's pep talk is is one of the best. Oh, dude, it's right there. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's got to be. It, it's got to be one of the best. I think Pacino has one. I think in. Uh, that's pretty decent in one of the shows. Uh, the one where Jamie Fox. Did you um, ever watch that one? Was uh, any given the... Sunday? Oh, that yeah. Well, see, and I think he actually does a really good job in that. You know, in that role as that kind of a guy. And if I remember correctly, it, so in any given Sunday, when Jamie Fox and LL Cool J got in a fight, because there's a scene where they get in a fight, they actually got in a fight, like. It wasn't a scripted scene oh, like they were supposed to. They thing? actually like actually got in a fight. And which is I kind of amazing with actors that they can have that beef with each other. They can get in a fight but stay in character, so it's a totally unscripted moment in the deal. Which was perfect. I mean it fit the scene. Right. But it was but afterwards that that's not how the scene was supposed to go. They actually got in a fight. Which was anyway, it was kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think. What are the best? I mean, remember the Titans. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have your like top, top view. You know, remember the Titans. Yeah, yeah. and then I would say 
I guess I'll probably go with Varsity Blues because you take – so you get an uh, actor like Denzel Washington, right? He's kind of got the clout. Or a Pacino where those guys start doing that speech and you're that's who they are. But like a James Vanderbeek doing it, you're like, oh, well, well shit, that's a – you know, that's not the guy I would expect to give the speech. You know, that's not the. We keep losing connection. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. It, it, he's not. Your battery is less than 20%, by the way. On my phone? Uh-huh. Oh, mm, whatever. Yeah, it, yeah, it happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I, yeah, I'd probably go with the Vanderbeek one. I, I'm trying to think of all, all the different ones I've heard, and I've seen so many. I think one of my favorite lines is I only scratch my head when it itches. <laughs> out of out of those and it's the um it's the Denzel Washington it's the Remember the Titans is like I only scratch my head when it itches and I'm yeah. like that is fucking perfect advice, <laughs> you know. No, that- but I mean, hey. The itches are on, but I just yeah. I I got to watching it and I was like I love that dog. That's a pig. I yeah. Know. <laughs> Dude, Billy Bob is one of my – that is like the – the I, and I – again, fuck Texas, but that was like the – you know, he's the iconic – I I just think – Corn-fed, you know, jacked-up 70s-era, 80s-era Chevy pickup, got his name on the door, has bacon on the other door. You know, it's got his number, 69, on the door, you know, and it just, I'm like, that is your everyday Texas high school kid right there. I just think they did such, the reason I like Varsity Blues so much is because I just think they hit every nail. And there's so many great one-liners. You know, (laughs) when he steals the cop car and he runs, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Mox, get in here. Get yeah. naked. Get in the car. <laughs> right. When he's running with his hat over, I'm going to jail. <laughs> you know, just the, you know, she looks like she fell out. I want to suck your dick tree and hit every, every branch, branch on, on the, the way, way down. down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, there's always, there's so many lines you pull out of that movie that everybody if you've seen it, everybody knows. So I just think it's to me that's one of the, just those movies that there's too many good one-liners. There, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of good one-liners in it. So I just think because literally when that came out, I I didn't really know what it was. I don't even know why I went to go see it, but I ended up going to see it. Maybe I saw the preview. I probably watched it in the theater like seven times. Oh Jesus! And then but yeah, I like it wasn't even just a. Oh yeah, I like that movie. No, I was obsessed with that movie. It so for me it's a it's a top fiver. Like, I think I think one of was so like all time favorite movies, and again I'm a car guy. So I have movies that for me it's like it's they're car movies, man. I mean you just can't. Gone in sixty seconds is like the car movie. Oh yeah, I love it. I'm surprised it's you're going to say that because it's got Nick Cage in it. I know, and and that's the one. You know, I'm like, oh, great. You know, this could have been better. But no, and he does a great job in that movie. And I also think that it's before he gets his like, I don't know. It's before he's this uh, national treasure guy. Yeah, that, it, that I'm, so whatever. it's right smack in the middle of his rise where he mm. started doing because Nick Cage had a run there. He had Con Air. 
and like face off, right? And so that kind of gave him run. And then you get gone in 60 seconds, which I think is like the pinnacle. And then you start the other slide where they just yeah. start piling with national well, treasures. Here's where and- I get to the same point with, with actors is like, stop playing the same roles unless you're like the best. Right? Like, don't be the same character through every movie you do. Unless you're that one guy who's known for that thing. Like, Jason Statham, right? Yeah. He's the the badass, the, like, always intense, always this crazy, you know. Yeah, but what people don't realize is before he did all that, he did probably... Okay, you want... He did the lesser aggressive ones. Okay, so this one ranks... So that... In my top five, uh, this one ranks in the top five, too. Uh, shit, now I just lost the name of it. <laughs> it's an early Jason Statham, and Brad Pitt's in it, and Guy Ritchie directed it. And you need to pull it up on your computer because it's Snatch. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. Snatch, top five movie for me. Absolutely yeah. fucking love That's that a good movie. movie. I mean, but Jason Statham is one of the main characters, but he's not He's not, not the super badass. aggressive. And, yeah. You know. But it's funny because as, like, he got more of these, more, you know, the badass roles, that's just kind of who he is now. Yeah. You know, I mean. Oh, he, Crank was. Crank super was. Super intense. Well, yeah, because you know? it goes, that's one of those movies that just goes, 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 goes. Yeah. I mean, it, it matches the intensity of what they're trying to get across. That movie is. Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, he's just, he's so intense, and you're just like, oh, my God, what is he going to do now? Oh, my God, he just beat that guy. Oh, my God. You know, you're just like constantly like, and it doesn't even, for him, it's not even all that action, but he makes it that. Like, he right. brings, so he's that guy now, right? Right. It's kind of like The Rock. He's the the. The funny part is I just watched the movie with him and um, the the other – I can't remember the other guy now. Kevin uh, Hart? No. Well, I was going to say No, not Jumanji, but um, the one where he's the the thief. Oh, is it Sean William Scott? No. Or – oh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, right. I just I watched that. Why, I could see his face. I couldn't think of his name. But I just watched that the movie with those two in it. And he actually plays a different character. And I'm like, oh, okay, now we're going to be a little bit more right. diverse on on who you are. Because normally he's the muscle-bound cop. The good guy. That's he, a, yeah, he's always he's the good guy. And he's a little goofy in everything he does. He's mm-hmm. and, and it's the same, not to the same level, obviously. Ryan Reynolds has pulled it off for much longer. But, yeah, Ryan Reynolds has that. He's the bad guy, but he's. You can't help but love him, right? You know, you're well, like, that's you're the, like, go good guy. Oh, I, I, I could be a villain today, you know, <laughs> dude. I, I'm telling you, if The Rock ran for president, I think he'd win. Hey, whatever. I, I just know. saying, I, I really think he would. I was trying. There was another movie in there. Yeah, there's Snatch. Oh, other great movie. If you haven't watched it, you got to watch Seven Psychopaths. I don't think I've watched Oh, that. my God. You have to watch Seven Psychopaths. That okay. is so – if so out of top five movies, I've got Snatch, I've got Varsity Blues, and I have Seven Psychopaths somewhere in there. And actually Gone in 60 Seconds probably pulls in there. So there's yeah. four of my top five movies. But Right. 
well, so if you haven't seen Seven Psychopaths, oh, it's amazing, and it's got Christopher Walken, which until he went nuts was no, no, a hilarious he, he's, guy. Okay, so you, so you're gonna watch Wedding Crashers, right? I watched it again the other day, and I totally forgot that he was in it, and he has a very like just yeah, a, he has a good guy role in that, you know, and he's the dad and everything to the crazy people. You know, and the 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 one character that just cracks me up is the the son, is because he plays the secretary, right? And his son is this like emo, gay, you know, yeah, character. And and I I was love. He's like he paints homo stuff or whatever. And then they're at the dinner table, and he's like, "I'll be in my room painting homo things." <laughs> Oh my god! I died, man. I died so bad. But you know, he he is kind of like I always look for the actors that are like Johnny Depp. He can play whatever role you were to throw yeah, at him. Yeah, I think Christopher Walken can do the same thing. Exactly. But that's why I'm telling you, you have to watch Seven Psychopaths because his role in that is brilliant, and he probably comes off of by the time you watch it at the end. Like, to me, he comes off as the most badass guy ever by the time you see it clear to the end. He's like the aspiration of if I was going to be a badass, this is the guy I want to be. This is exactly how I want to do it. He's right. the – you go, oh, my God, he's fucking amazing. So I can't believe you haven't seen it. Anybody who hasn't seen it, you got to go watch it. That That's your assignment. <laughs> I'm giving you homework well, from the I podcast. You, that's why I sent you the banana split one because it's so fucked up and so weird. And it's just – you wouldn't expect it. Right. You know, like if you've ever watched the banana split episode ever, you're just like, oh, it's these goofy characters and they, you know, do this stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like you're watching it and then they go ominous. And you're just like, what is wrong with these things, you know? And they – the show must go on, and they're canceling the show, and now these animatronic robots are killing people, and they save all the children, and they, you know, put the children in this little area underneath the the studio where they're killing people and all this, and you're just like, oh, my God. You know, like you're just – and they, they make the kids watch two of these animatronic characters – rip this guy's arms and legs off and you're just like oh my god so how tra traumatized do you think child actors are right well and you have no think about it you, you had to play this you, character right yeah. you had to be this character you had to be in this in a movie that you're not even allowed to go see Oh, I know, right? Like, <laughs> you know, oh, dude, a, horrible. You're a character in a movie that they wouldn't let you in the theater to watch. Right. How does it kind of fuck your brain up? Yeah, dude, that, I mean, that's got to be. And and everybody wonders why they get into drugs and everything else. And it's like, are you kidding me? Do you see the, the roles these kids have to yeah, play in these movies? you them in these roles and then you throw them together and treat them like adults. They're not, they're not handled like children at all. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody, oh, mental health is such a problem now. Well, no shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just had this 
kid in this horror film that's now jacked up for the rest of his life, you know, or her life or Not whatever. Only that, God only knows when you hear all these stories out of Hollywood and stuff like that of the shit they've done to kids. Like, oh yeah, you know, that the executives and things like that, you're just like, why would anybody even want their children to be part of that? Yeah. It blows me away. But, no, I would, what I would have to say are for? that... <laughs> Uh, one of my all-time favorites is, well, I mean, obviously Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, and then, uh, actually, I like a lot of Kevin James' stuff. I just, <sighs> he's one of those comedians that's not like, I don't know, he's, to me, he's funny. I mean, obviously he was on The King of Queens forever and yeah, a day. Yeah, which was a great show. Yeah. It, it was. But, but if he's you say like, Paul Blart, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna disown you. No, I, I liked Paul Blart. It was funny, but it wasn't. It never made one of my top five by any means. But um, his uh, the one where he becomes a fighter. I haven't seen the, that. Oh, one. you I, haven't? No, nah. <laughs> it's funny. It's pretty funny. Is it? I, yeah, I guess here comes the boom or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. I, when you get into those. Like the cheesy, cheesy, funny movies. Yeah. And then they always try to throw in kind of a moral point of view with well, it. Well, they throw in a love story. Then. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, so, every movie you ever watch is going to be a love story. Yeah, it's some some form or fashion. So, like, you can do it with horror films. You can do it with, um, you know, comedies. You know, those all are Hallmark. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's kind of what all movies are is a love story. Just if how I, do you want to get to that? If I want to watch those movies, it's when the wife's like shopping or something. She won't. She just won't watch yeah. them. She's she's out. It's got to be. Mine's kind of the same way. She's like, no, you can watch your stupid ass movies. I don't. Yeah, my wife wants something sm- smarter, I guess. Although I love them too because there's a level when you, I I, I don't mind them, and a lot of times I watch because a lot of times when I'm going for entertainment, as much as I like smart stuff. Sometimes I just kind of want to turn off a bit, and so I really don't right. want to have to overthink the thing. Right. I just want to be Sometimes entertained. Sometimes I just want to giggle. Right. I just want I and, love to giggle. And stupid <laughs> shit, too. I don't care if it's totally stupid shit. I just, I'm just like, same way. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. So, so for me, it was, it's gone in 60 seconds, and then you have the original Fast and Furious, because at that point in time, it wasn't this long, drawn-out series of over thought bullshit it was, yeah, it was, it was a, just a, a car movie and it was great right not to say that i don't like the rest of them i just the original for me that was the one well what's the movie with it's not a car movie but uh the one that got denzel the best actor him and ethan hawk played in it training day oh okay i actually i really like training day it's one of those movies that pulls me in and i i Actually, probably my favorite part in it is when it goes back to the whole moral thing. But Ethan Hawke is earlier in it had helped the girl right beat off the bum or whatever was trying to like attack. It ended up with her wallet, right? Mm-hmm. And he pawns him off on on the Mexicans to basically are going to kill him. And then they see he's got his fucking nieces or cousins or whatever wallet where'd you get this right they're about ready to blow his brains out in a bathtub and she totally saves him right you know you're like oh fuck well so like uh and i'm a big fan of of jackie chan jackie chan's good okay so like shanghai noon shanghai night those are good ones those are top tenors for me um the lethal weapons those were you know they're they're good they're good funny action no. you know 
I loved them at the time, but I'm sorry I can't support Mel Gibson anymore. And it kills me because oh, I, I love those movies. Well, yeah, because didn't he like, have a mental breakdown? And free? I, well, I just he, love the movie. My guess is, is he's probably always been that guy, but because now it's so open – like yeah. be, you know all about those things, and he just keeps going back to that well. Like every time he yeah. he goes away for a little bit, and you're like, oh, okay, and then they let him back in, and then he you're like, oh, dude, just go away. Stop. Yeah, spun out again. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, him and him and Danny Glover, like that's a great scene. And what's it the it's in the is it the second one where Danny Glover's sitting on the toilet at the oh, beginning? Oh yeah, yet? he's got to grab him and jump, jump into in the, the bathtub, bathtub and yeah. yeah. No, and so the Lethal Weapons were great movies. I loved those. Um, the uh, – what was it? The I just had it too. I just thought of it. Oh, shit. Now I'm lost. Uh, but either way, there's you have your, your ones that stick out like uh, Varsity Blues or uh, Remember the Titans. Yeah. You know, those are good. Um, I really liked – because I'm a baseball guy. I really liked uh, – 42. I didn't actually watch 42. You didn't? Uh-uh. Oh, it's a great movie. Oh, I'm sure it's really good. It's not funny. It's not I mean, no, but it's, it's a, a true It's a movie. Deal. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a great movie. Um and I think it was a great great way to remember him, you know. Um So I kind of I mean, and again, I I like all the funny shit. Like Oh yeah. Uh Chris Farley was one of oh was, dude dude he's Tommy one of Boy in oh Black Sheep or Tommy Boy is one of the funniest fucking movies you'll ever watch. Yeah, it's just funny. Do you know which way is the gym? Yeah. Oh God, he pulled the gym line again, <laughs> dude. I still do it to this day. I'll put <laughs> on keep it all the time, like at work and stuff. I'll put on the like little coat and go. That guy <laughs> in a little <laughs> coat. Yeah. yeah. See, and I think you had to be a big fan of SNL. You know, I mean, you did, but that, that now, was that was I the hate SNL now. That was the glory days of SNL when you yeah. had that time where it was Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, um, dude, massive comedy icons. Yeah, now, that you know? was the glory days of SNL. Um, Jim Brewer, uh, yep. Norm Macdonald, yep. Uh, yeah, you can just keep listing them oh, off. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, oh shit. And I think it was just a, it was a funner version of comedy, like it just, that slapstick kind of hip fire comedy. It was well that that version of SNL is what sparked Mad TV, mm-hmm. and you know when yeah. you had that little run. Now SNL has survived all of those, but. Right, which I mean, I'm surprised, but then again, now I watch it and I'm like, this is stupid. But it's not my era of comedy. No, I don't like it. It's, it's not the same. Yeah, but I think you have now yeah. where you didn't before. Well, stand-up's easier to find now. I think that's the hard part. You have less people because if you look at we have SNL, a ton of comedians, right? But that's all they're doing now. If you look, that's really I think for a lot of big comedians back then. That was how you got to be a big comedian. You got on yeah. SNL, and then you could do – you got yeah, to do more – Yeah, that was the curtain call for you right. was SNL. You got on SNL, you were going to make a career out of what you were doing. Yeah, you could you Now could do I something. feel like it's just a thing. It, it is. Just, it's just another show that somebody can do, you know, and to me I – and I also hate – I get that politics can be funny, like you making fun of the president whatever – I just don't find it funny because they're all the same jokes. But once somebody becomes, a, you know, I mean, Robin Williams, 
um, by far one of the top, top, top funny man, right? Uh, he makes fun of Biden before Biden ever, you know, and he's like, yeah. oh, rambling Joe Biden, right? And and it, it was funny, but now he's president, and I'm like, Wait a second, it that's wouldn't not be funny. as funny. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, especially since now you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, you're like, this guy was made fun of way before now, and now it's like, oh, shit, you know, and, and it just to me – when they go politics, it's like, I don't give a shit about your politics or your right. show's politics. I don't find it funny. So one of the... I find fart jokes funny. I don't find talking about the president having to wear a toupee funny. I don't... You know, but before Trump was president, that was funny. So one of the best, I think, for me, one of the best political comedians, he's an angry comic anyway, is Lewis Black. But if somebody's going to start going political he he does pretty decent but he's just so angry he right but the way he does it but he talks he has a great bit about um if he was president he would uh he basically just carry around reagan's head like he he would go you know like he was like i think i've seen that yeah yeah. he's like i I would be the scariest motherfucker in the whole world right you know yeah he was carrying around reagan's head oh he's got a great bit too about like if he was ultra wealthy or like if he could have anything he would have a personal ball washer that would be the level of (laughs) you know like i'm this bad i have somebody solely to wash my balls yeah think about it i mean you walk in any room and as a status symbol you know people are like I've got a billion dollar home. I've got this. I've been to space. I've got this. But if you were like, meet Mary here. She's my personal ball washer. <laughs> Everybody in that room would be like, what the fuck? How did you get that? Wait, wait, what? what? How much does that job pay? You know? right. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, I want one of those. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, you know, and you, I mean, you can talk about all kinds of different movies, but I, for me, those, those like big funnies, that's what makes me happy. I like to giggle when I watch a movie. Yeah. I don't want to sit there and be serious, or you know. I mean, and I sometimes I do. Like I said, Forty Two is a a great movie. Um, I don't. I know there's some places in the movie, just like any other true story, it's not how it played out. Oh yeah, but no. it's Hollywood, and so they're gonna play it out the best way they can. You're, but you're never gonna get all the right versions, right? right. You're just not gonna get it unless you're sitting down with the person who lived it, telling you the story. Well, and nobody wants to be truly honest about it, right? right. They're all gonna shade whatever version to show them in the best light. If they were part of it and they're talking about it, there very few people are gonna sit down and be like, "No, I did this," and "No, I did that." Yeah, and, yeah I'm a horrible yeah. fucking person, right? <laughs> Although, speaking of shows like that, there was a show that where they went to and talked to um, people in prison, like who they went and talked to the people who. Like, it was were the part start of, of NCIS, I think, or not NCIS, but Criminal Minds, where they went and they actually talked to serial killers and learned what was happening. In well, their there brain. was that, but no, there was another show where you would uh, talk. Um, they would talk to people who, like. The, the drunk driver who killed somebody, like things oh, like that, yeah. where, you know, it's like the other side of the coin. Like, it's still because there's another perspective. It, it's interesting. I mean, you still don't necessarily feel you don't feel bad for them because they did something shitty. Yeah. But. Well, now, nah, no. But you get to see the the hard 
mental battle that they fight after it. Yeah. Right. That's why they say that being on death row is worse than actually being put out of your, you know, out of your misery. Well, yeah, because you're just now you're waiting to die. Yeah, and every day you you play that shit in your head. But they did a they did a documentary or some shit on on a serial killer and they, you know, were asking him all the hard questions and it was like dude, those are raw answers and they're just like rough to listen to. Oh, have you ever seen they've done the guy who's interviewed like uh John Wayne Gacy? I haven't. Oh, same thing. He was the one they found a he'd like to dress up like the clown, do the kid deals, but he liked young boy or not not adolescent boys, but he liked um young men and they found he had the crawl space full of young men, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, they've interviewed him, but most of those guys are so narcissistic you could it's still so justified in their head. Like, oh yeah. And, but they're so What's so brilliant about a lot of them is they have a charisma that they pull people in. So, like, even in doing those interviews, they're pretty good at damn near taking the person doing the interview and shifting the narrative to make them seem like not such a bad guy. Right. Even though you're like. Well, there's a there's a podcast um, called Small Town Murder, and these guys basically give you all of the background, right? They, they tell you where the guy came from, you know. They tell you, like, in that day and age, when it happened, they tell you what house values were and, all the, and like, all the populations and all the, all that, right? right. Um, and they do an amazing job at making you kind of giggle through the whole thing, but at the same point in time, explaining to you just how fucked up these people were. Oh, yeah. Dude, and they do a great job. If you, if anybody listening gets a chance to listen to Small Town Murder, it's great. Hmm. It is. It's a it's a good one. And I'll have to, I wonder if my wife she loves those kind of things. So yeah, I have to recommend it to her. She was telling me about one, and I'll have to get the title again. Um, this guy did like a, a, I think it's called the Listener Line or something like that, um, or Listening Line. Uh, and I haven't listened to it yet, and I want to listen to some. Apparently, though, this guy, and I don't know which city or what, but he created a um, kind of like an art project, but the idea was it was like a confessional line. People call into this line and just leave a message, and it's like a confession. They can say whatever they want. Right. And it goes through those and plays those recordings and things so like that. So almost like a confessional you know, you go into the church and confess, or right? Whatever, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if this—I don't know what time frame this was set up in, but they're playing the recordings from that. And there's things like, de- you know, this person gets like death threats to it, and I mean, <laughs> oh, really, yeah. So <laughs> it, it sounds quite interesting to say the least. So um, it's definitely something that uh, I want to check out and. Right. Hear some of it because I'm sure some of it just sparks interesting, you know, that interesting thought process of like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So let's let's kind of veer off. Do you have a, uh, and I love these, do you have a conundrum question? Oh, well, yeah. I've got all sorts of conundrum questions. <laughs> like, don't slam your junk in the toilet seat. It's going to hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just good advice. 
I do. If we want to go conundrum question, we can do that. Um, let's see. And dead <laughs> air. Yeah. All right. Here, here you go. Uh, why are builders afraid to have a 13th floor, but book publishers aren't afraid to have a chapter 11? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Because there are buildings that they leave the 13th floor out. Yeah. It skips 12 to 14. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know, but that's there's a lot of people that don't like the number 13. See, and I embrace it. I, I know, I know. Love you're it. the guy who's like, oh, I, want, I, want, I like 13, you know? Well, but part but, of that, that's the actual, my birthday is the 13th. Right. So, oh, um, I don't know how to do this on yours. Oh, you just we, le- we hit our hour. Yeah, you just leave it sit. And or hit, what, do you share the video? Yeah, but I got to type in all the crap after oh, that, so. All right. So, anyway. I just wait till the podcast is over in the night. I do it. Yeah, and I'm not the only one that embraces 13. I mean, everybody's given it some sort of meaning, right? right? Well, it's it's superstition. You've got the superstitious side where everybody's going to be afraid of it. Oh, Friday the 13th and this and that. And then you've got the flip side where everybody embraces it. For me personally, it's my birth date, and so I've embraced it. I just like the number 13. I actually happen to like the number 11, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because for me... And I, I bring that up because your softball number is 13. Oh, absolutely. Your jersey number. Mine will always be 69 because I am stuck in yeah. high school to the point where it's like that's the – That's the one you're going to giggle and laugh at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No. Um, well, and that's why I said, though, if I had to do the other one, if 13, I'd want zero, and I'd want it to say agent zero just because, right. to me, that's that's badass. But I don't think I have near the talent or the level to really uphold that. See, if it was me, I would want one that – I would want the name on the back that says Snake Eyes and has the 11, right? Like that yeah. Just, I, you know. No, I get it. But it's funny to me that – because now, now it's like a thing to be – you know, less superstitious. Like if you're superstitious, people make fun of you and whatever. And that's great. Right. I do the same thing when I'm, you know, well, my I, race car, I couldn't have, I red for me was like, no, it was a bad deal. Cause I was going to either hit the wall or, you know, play shitty or whatever. And so, so I've you, always hated red. Your most superstitious people in the world are athletes. Oh yeah. Even if your level of athleticism was just playing, you know, Little League and high school, if you're actively engaged in athletics or you're a huge fan of athletics, you're probably superstitious. Oh, yeah. And slightly yeah. OCD. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I can tell you right now, I'm I'm superstitious about a lot of things when it comes to playing softball now. Um, you know, I don't – I can't wear a batting glove in my mitt when I'm in the field. I can't do it. That, right. to me, is just marking me as – that's what's going to cause me to fail everything. I'm going to be horrible. I'm not going to catch the ball. I can't throw the ball. You know, that whole thing. So I don't do it. Can't hmm. do it. Mentally, there's a blockage there. It's like, don't you dare stick your hand in your mitt with that glove on. Wow. You know? And that's how you actually, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually, if I don't have the batting glove, I'm like, <laughs> Exactly. So, and it's it's funny. And, you know, I, um, we one year got shirts 
uh, for softball, and I wouldn't wear it. And everybody was like, why don't you wear your team shirt? And I'm like, because it has red on it. I won't wear it. It's no. I don't. We had a horrible season. It was bad. I was like, no, red. Yeah, I'm out. Was, you know, uh, NASCAR drivers try to put lime green anything on anybody's car. They, they will not know. Like, if your logo is lime green, you will have to change it to go on the car because the driver won't drive the car. Why? Lime green is just a bad, huh. a bad, you know, I mean, to me, you would want to be more visible, right? You don't want them to right. come up the track on you. But at the same point in time, 90% of people will hit the bright orange cone. Right. So it's like, okay, I could see that. And to me, superstition is like, I love hearing about all of them. Oh, right? yeah. I have my own set that I'm just like, nope, can't do it, right? And so I hear these people that are like, oh, your logo's lime green? Not going on my car. Tony Stewart actually is one. Of, he painted, they painted lime green on his car one time, and he wrecked, and it, it was a big deal. And, yeah, so it's that's one of the big ones. Or like um, uh, up until, I don't remember when it was, but the women on a boat or like weird, you can't have bananas on the boat. Oh, Jesus. You know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and even still today, there's guys that they won't let you get onto the boat with certain things in your, you know, we went and did one of those fishing trips. Right. On the ocean, and um, I don't remember what happened. One of the guys went to get onto the boat, and something he had with him, they were like, no, that's got to go. Damn. You can't have that. And they're, he's like, why is that? And he's like, you want to catch zero fish today? That's how we're going to do it. Get that off of my boat. And he, like, got it off the boat, and they had to do some, like, I don't know, prayer or <laughs> whatever. burning but, the yeah, sage, oh, dude, gotta smudge yeah. the room. No, no, and they they were and, – and that's – I get that. I mean, that's an ultimate fear. We're going to be out on the open water, and, Shit's you know, this wrong. could kill us. Yeah. yeah. So I can see that a little bit more. It's a little NASCAR, aggressive. NASCAR, yeah, but, you're doing yeah. 200 miles an hour, lime green being on your car, causing you to crash. That's not going to be – I mean, think about it. Dale Earnhardt died in the car, you know, yeah. or died – due to accident in the car so i mean i get it playing fat beer league softball i have no idea why i have this <laughs> <laughs> it's just, but they're there yeah well it just comes from <laughs> doing athletics as a kid and everything else you just yeah. you get into habits you get into things and if it works mm-hmm. you're like you keep doing it till it right. doesn't work right no i i mean and if something bad happens when you have it you're like nope no can't do that anymore yep yeah, no, I mean, I had long hair all the way through this last softball season because it was like I was going to go get a haircut, and we won. And it was un- it, I was like, there's no way we're going to win. We're just going to go play and have fun. And we won. And I was like, well, I'm not getting a haircut. So then we played the next week, and we won. And we didn't lose until we made it three-quarters of the way through the season. And then right. at that point, I just didn't have time to go get a haircut. <laughs> And so we squeezed as much luck out of that haircut as we could. <laughs> but, you know, I mean. We made it to the championship game uh-huh. on your hair, Brock. Yep, that was it. You know, nipple long beard and and uh, long girl hair as everybody, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. I get it. I mean, I, I totally, I, I get the superstition thing. I am. I am Have you right ever there. seen somebody do the lucky rabbit's foot thing? Or like the lucky underwear? Uh, it's no. Uh, I think I played into the lucky rabbit's foot thing once upon a time. 
Um, I have it in a, a long time. The underwear thing I've heard of, but so I don't have a pair of underwear I love that much. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> like the, I've got nothing that I'm like. No, and I'm a I'm a freshie every day. There wouldn't be the yeah. There's none of this. Oh yeah, and there was guys. Like, it would cause me more problems. Like if that would be the worst was if I had to reuse a pair of underwear. Oh god, I would be like, no, we're free balling this shit. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is like the guys who won't wash certain things. Won't wash a jersey, won't uh, wash, you know, socks no, or man, whatever. And I'm like, dude, stinks. I can't wear a pair of socks twice. I don't know. Uh, no. Ain't having it, no. Well, I mean, I can wear them twice, but they got to be washed first. Yeah. You know. You're not going to wear dirty socks over and over and over again. Exactly. No, and, I'm oh with you. God, that is so bad. Like, some of the guys, and you're just like, dude, I can't, I'm not even going in the locker room until you burn those socks. Like, right. quit. That is gross. You know? <laughs> At this point, like, it's not ah. even. They're not salvageable. They're garbage. Yeah. So, no, I, I've i seen it. It's not worth it. <laughs> My favorite one was the guys who, like, uh, football. Yeah. You know, if they win, they won't change anything, right? Uh, yeah. So, the next day, they have a beard and... Then, like, you always see them in their baby face, and you're like, wow, that's good. And then you see them at the end of the season, and they have freaking, you know, <laughs> huge old beard and everything. You're like, where, where did this guy come from? Well, they were winning. They had a great year, you know. They yeah, were winning, like, winning. I'm, everything's going right. I'm not fucking yeah. uh, I'm not fucking up this train. I've worn a, hel- a football helmet with a beard. The chin strap alone, just, bro- just grinding your beard into your chin is horrible, you know. Yeah, it doesn't look comfortable. Oh. Yeah. I mean, as a guy who has a beard 100% of the time, I'm just like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> you know? <laughs> huh. By the way, I think Rogers needs a haircut. That just doesn't look good at all. Yeah, he just, <laughs> yeah. He, him doing the whole, like, bohemian, hippie-ish. Yeah. It's like, fucking cut your hair, hippie. Go play football. <laughs> I mean, you're, I'm sorry. Football's not a place for hippies. It's just not. Right. Is it? Yeah. I'm like, dude, go play basketball hair, and smoke weed with the rest of them. I mean, <laughs> if you want to go be a hippie, go play basketball. <laughs> so, uh, on that note, <laughs> pick a number between 81 and 101, and we'll do a would you rather. Mm, we're going to go with my birth year, 92. All right. Would you rather ask your ex or a total stranger for a favor? Total stranger. <laughs> I mean, that's just simple. You know, there's going to be some payback for something. That you, I mean, it, yeah, I'm going total stranger because at least then, and I don't like to ask for favors in the first place, right? Like it's a shot to my pride. I don't. I like being proud of the fact that I'm building me. I'm building me, my family. Yeah. I'm doing that on my own. I don't need somebody else to help me do that. Exactly. You know, I mean, I, half the time I'm scared to ask my wife for a favor. Yeah, I, I she still loves me apparently. Right, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I'm no different. I'm like, eh. I could do the total stranger. I get, I wouldn't ask my ex for shit, even though right, I don't have a lot of exes. So at this point in my life, it'd probably be fine. They'd probably be like, why are you contacting me after 20 years? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right, yeah. It's supposed to be one hell of a favor. <laughs> yeah, right. No, and I, dude, I couldn't, that is, 
And it could be something stupid, you know. Oh, he dented my car or whatever it was that they're they have stored up somewhere. If they ever run across you again, they're just gonna slam in your face. And you ask them for a favor. Well, that's, that's the mixins for a bad deal. I think you're more apt to get a favor out of a total stranger, anyway. Yeah, I mean, and especially well, nowadays where everybody you help, you know, help your help your fellow man. You know? Well, I just think the reason I think you do is there's no preconceived notion, right? You just don't know each other, so it it's more on a level of you you don't have anything against that person. You don't have a reason to not do right. them a favor. Right. So it's like, oh yeah, I'll help you. You know, pending the favor, obviously. But right. If I'm not killing somebody for right, anybody. You know? <laughs> I mean, except for, like, family. Yeah. You know, you do something wrong to to who I choose to call family. I, mean, I might drive the getaway car, but it all depends on the take, right? You right. know, like. I want to know what the haul is first, you know. I, I can, We can go. We can part ways. We can go our separate ways, and I can keep a secret. But <laughs> it's got to be mutually beneficial at that point. Yeah. Have you seen the videos where it's like, uh, this guy came up and told me he'd give me a give me a beer for a blowjob or whatever, right? And and he's like, what? And he's like, yeah. And the last time I seen him, and then they point past the camera holding the beer. <laughs> he was going that way, <laughs> you know. And you're like, oh my god, <laughs> no shit, right? Oh, that's good. Uh, I think my favorite one it was a concealed carry deal, right? And there was these two guys. Um, and I don't know if it's just a made up whatever, but it was funny. And he, it's this older guy and he's like, I was coming out to my truck and, um, these two guys were sitting on tailgate of this pickup and one of them got off the, off the tailgate and was like, you know, give me that case of beer. And he was like, no, I'm not, you know, with coronavirus and stuff now, we're not supposed to be within six feet of each other and that kind of thing. So I need you to back up, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, he called him an old fart or whatever. And he's like, but the last time I seen him or seen the boys, they were running over that hill right there. And he pulls his gun up and points with his gun. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's funny shit. Yeah. You know? And it just, to me, it's so funny because, you know, now when people make their marks, it's the old person, right? That's who. That's who's going to give you the money or send you the check. Or yeah, that's who they're going to after, off, right? Yeah, because they genuinely want to help people. Yeah, like well, today's uh, kids get one of today's kids to help you with shit. Well, no, unless they, he actually has a good background, ain't happening. The kids like, what's in it for me? Well, you know, right. there's always a a tit for tat type of deal. And well, we've we've taught them that as a society. Yeah, I mean, and I'll still, I'm one of those guys that if I see somebody having a rough day, I'll try to make their day better. I'm not going to go, you know, you know, I'm not going to go to their house and, you know, this other stuff and go past where I need to go. But I will try to make somebody giggle to maybe that takes, you know, the five minutes to listen to maybe a bad joke, but it makes them realize, oh, not everything's horrible, you know. Or if somebody's broke down on the side of the road, you know, I'll stop. If it's if you're in a spot where it's like you're not getting help anytime soon, I'll stop. I normally have a gun. <laughs> I normally have protected myself. Right. But I'll still stop and make sure everybody's okay. Yeah. You know? There's – I always listen. 
Like, I'm the guy who will listen. I had a guy the other day, I called him to tell him his parts were here, and he starts going on about his Sirius satellite not working in his, like, Subaru or something, and I'm, and I just let him go, and then at the end I said, well, I'm sorry, I'm not, I won't be much help for that. I, I really <laughs> yeah. don't know, and I hope you get help, but I just wanted to tell you your your parts are here, and he's like, oh, I thought you were the serious guy. He's like, well, <laughs> thanks for listening. And he said, yeah, I mean, I, I hope you get it worked out. But <laughs> Yeah, well, and that, I mean, that to me, you still need to have that, like, you know, willing willingness to be a good person. Oh, yeah. You know, even though I'm a complete menace to society and all of that other good fun stuff, I will still stop and help and, you know, do whatever I can to make somebody's day better. And that all in itself is just kind of – and it's not even for me. It's just to make sure that, you know, somebody else's day isn't total shit. Well, you know, there was it is five for you because it makes you feel better if they feel better. Most of the time it don't end up like that, but, wow. you know, because my yeah. jokes aren't all that great. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. It, it goes about I, – I always say – you. Know, and people are inherently selfish. So even the kindest things we do are still for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, and you have to put that out there. I mean, it is ultimately to make you feel better about making somebody else feel better. Right. The thing that I like. But it'd be nice if more people wanted to wanted feel to better be that selfish. by making other yeah. people feel better. Because like I said, nowadays, shit, you run into a kid just out of high school or in high school or whatever. Are you shitting me? You're not getting anywhere without giving them money or whatever, you know, following their their Instagram page or whatever because that's their, you know, they want you to do that for them. You know, it's always a, I need to get something out of this. Yeah. Where just feeling good about helping somebody isn't the thing anymore. Well, yeah, but we've, I mean... Social etiquette has gone out the window because we don't have to face to face interact, right? And oh yeah, we face... call them keyboard warriors all the time. Yeah. you think half of these people on the internet would talk as much shit if they were oh, toe to toe no. with you? God no, no, hell no. Uh, to have actual face to face confrontation, there are only there's a small percentage of people in the world really willing for face to face confrontation. Right, most of them don't want any part of it. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and most of the ones that you run into now, it's because they had some sort of mind-altering substance <laughs> yeah. that made them ballsy you, enough to call you out on whatever it is not on the internet. Yeah, you're like, you know? uh, what drugs are you on? <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, and it's funny because there's like, okay, so real-life incident, um, one of the guys that I I've met him once or twice— the guy sits in a razor and can shake the razor. He's a big boy, right. and he's maybe 15% body fat. Oh, shit. He's a big boy, right? Right. Did something wrong in his pickup, went down the drag strip. Axel does the walkie-walk right. and folds underneath the truck, right? Guys went nuts just talking shit online. And I'm like, why don't you go say that to his face? Yeah. Not going to happen. No. You're going to walk up to that guy and go, wow. He can pummel me. I think your peck is about as big as my torso. You yeah, know? no shit. <laughs> I mean, he was a big boy. And it's just like, yeah, if all of you knew who you were talking smack about, you know, 
I'm like, you wouldn't do it in his face. Yeah. Not a chance in hell. <laughs> I had a poor Taco Bell manager have to come to the window or the drive-through window for me the other night, and I wasn't in the greatest of moods because I had to go back because they gave me the wrong fucking order. And then <laughs> after they after they gave me the wrong order, and I had already made it home, my fault, didn't check the bag, come back, right. I'm like, and I go back to the drive-through. Hey, I got the wrong order. You know, they're like, "What can we do for you?" I'm like, "Give me the right food." <laughs> <laughs> and right. I go through and I get about he's like what'd you have and I get like two two or three items in and she's like oh yeah yeah I remember just pull up to the window I'm like okay I get up there well they gave me the two or three I listed off not the whole fucking order that was wrong and I started to pull off I'm like wait a second check the bag it's wrong back up because nobody's in the drive through right mm-hmm. and you can see the look on their faces like oh fuck they go get the manager and it's just I'm sure she can handle herself just fine but it's this poor young girl walks up there and I can just see the look of terror in her eye. Like this guy's about to rip my fucking head off. And yeah. I'm just, she's like, I'm like, I just want my food. Right. Right. Here you have my receipt in your hands of, I, I just, I got the soda. I just want the right food. Right. It's 11. Right. It's damn near 11 o'clock at night. I've had a long fucking day. I just want the right stuff. I, yeah. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to be nice, but I'm not going to yell at you. Just right. give me the right shit. But, yeah, she just had. And you can see, but being younger, you can see that. I know how somebody older would have reacted because there was an older person there working the drive through and they gave me the look. Of, yeah, sorry, we fucked up. But it, they they didn't have the look of fear. They were just like, yeah, we fucked up. We'll make it right, you know. And right. so there was a little bit of that compatibility, but because this younger one, you can tell, just doesn't have to deal with face to face. Having it was like this fear, and yeah, I'm sure I didn't look the nicest. I had an upset look, but at no point did I raise my voice or yell. But right, she was just waiting to just get have me go full care. Well, but her. that's that's how everybody reacts now. Oh yeah. my god, I didn't get my two tacos and crunch wrap supreme. I'm gonna pull back through here and light someone up. You know. That's how they all do it. I watched a dude freak out at a Taco Bell, freaked out on the the lady at the window, and threw his drink back through the window. And all I wanted to do was rear in the piss out of this guy. Yeah, there. I mean, people make mistakes. I was getting quite annoyed that we were two in. Like, you yeah. didn't take the time to ensure yeah, that strike we strike number two. Yeah, we fixed the first <laughs> fuck up. And now I'm yeah. I'm coming back for. You know, number three here, I'm annoyed. Yeah. Uh, no, but, I get it. But again, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm Just give me my right shit. Yeah. And I want to go home. <laughs> but yeah, throwing shit, yeah, you know, dumb. going full blown. Dumb. Yeah, asshole on people. Watch the video, a guy flip out on somebody in the um, inside the store, like flipped out and like threw stuff and everything. And I'm like. That cashier should have the right to reach across the counter and just smack you in the face. Like, this is this is not how you should act. And right. And now it's, that's just how it is. Knock it the fuck off! Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've, I've told people to calm down. Like, hey, chill. You're making an ass out of yourself. And, like, they didn't deserve... Yeah, everybody yeah. makes a mistake. You don't need to lose your shit on somebody... Word of you know. advice, this will probably fix itself a whole lot faster if you calm the fuck down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, And it, to me, it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? 
to lose your shit on somebody because they made a mistake. You ever made a mistake? I'm sure that in the X amount of years you've been doing your job, you've you've probably made a mistake. Oh, I didn't tell you what I threatened all my guys with the other day. <laughs> I love it when you tell me this too, because it's well, like, uh, I, here we go. Well, so uh, I made the comment about uh, the easiest way to diffuse an angriest person, or angry person, like if you put mirror, if if there are mirrors behind you, people won't yell at you. Because they can see their face, right? Mm-hmm. They can see what they look like, and it bothers people. It'll calm them down because they can see what a tyrannical— What's like me with this stinking yeah. live shit? I'm just like— Right, yeah. <laughs> right? You can yeah. see yourself. Yeah. Um, it's different. And I, I, my threat, though, was to put a wall of mirrors— on the other side, so they could see their faces. They treat customers, right. so they could see how right. you know dumb oh, yeah. they you look have at one times. Of them that it's like, how do you greet customers with that look on well, your face? Well, right, you know that <laughs> you guys can see at the same time how y- how you're responding to them, yeah. what they get to see, and I guarantee you, you probably change how you do it. Well, yeah, and that's the you know, I mean. I don't know. I worked for you for a while, and I never understood that greeting somebody with just a crap look on your face. Like, it was always about, hey, have a smile on your face. Be happy. It, Be glad you're here. Well, you know? No, I don't, you don't even need that. Where, again, though, that the the loss of social interaction, that that's the big thing, is we don't socially interact. So you don't – you haven't been taught to – well, that's just because the bad apple tree has gotten so much bigger. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that's the case. I just think it's we are just ignorant as a society, and, and ignorance is just not knowing. They just don't know any better. Nobody's taught them any better. Well, uh, yeah, but they've all been taught the other direction too. There's so many bad people out there that you can't, you know. Well, right, but that goes back to social interaction. You don't. Everybody does everything so much online and so and yes you're interacting I get that but as far as like actual present interaction where so you didn't you can't block somebody standing in front of you right unless unless you have to go to the store with your parents and see how they interact you're not taught yeah well, nobody likes taking their kids to the store anymore no they don't and so <laughs> and because they have so many other ways to babysit them and they don't want to go they don't want to leave so they don't see strangers interacting with strangers right so yeah they just don't see that so you lose there becomes this bluntness they just don't understand how to yeah. put the smile on and well and yeah most of your staff is what younger than 30 oh yeah I think almost all of your staff yeah, is younger the, than 30 I only have a handful of pe- two or three people that are above that and, yeah and no it shows a you you hate to say it but yeah people under 30 in this it's just different. They don't. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm right there. I'm not 30 until April, and, and it's funny to me, but I always had that, like, go to the store with my mom. Well, it depends you on know? how you grew up, though. That's a lot of it, and that's yeah. that's most of the time where I'll tell you it's easier sometimes face-to-face interact with people from rural areas um, because there's still a level in rural areas where you do get social interaction. Right. Even your younger people get social interaction. Um, I think it changes things. But people from very densely populated in city areas, it's it's very impersonal. It's you know, there's 
so yeah it does it becomes kind of blunt and everybody's doing their thing and it's like don't bother me just right they don't want to interact yeah there's not come in sit down have a cup of coffee yeah they don't want to know the person across from them just give me my shit and let me go well you know that has its place but it also costs us a lot yeah well i mean and that's you know i mean you lose a lot of opportunity just by the emotion you wear on your face oh yeah you know, if you, if somebody watch out and you have resting bitch face, which everybody has now these days. Oh, yeah. They're man, woman, child, you know. Oh, my God. I have to deal with it with my wife all the time because she does. And yeah, a lot of know, us do. I mean, whatever. Dude, I see my resting face a lot and I can see where I might not be the most approachable person. But typically, though, when like I approach somebody, my facial expression changes. Right. Right. I put on the smile. The Yeah. Well, I mean, just your just your regular ass inter interaction with somebody. You're like, and the funny part with you is it's kind of blank, and then you see where the conversation is going, and then you're like, oh, and then you go that way, <clears throat> or you re- you react appropriately. And nowadays, everybody's so blank faced that it's like I don't know whether the joke was funny or if you're offended or I I don't know because. You, well, they just look lost. They don't know how to – yeah. you feel like you're talking to a wall. They yeah. just don't know how to react. Right. My favorite thing in the world to do is walk by and smile at kids. Oh, yeah. Little kids because so many people don't interact with them. They're just there with their parents. And you you don't even have to say a word. If you just walk, you make eye contact with them and just smile at them and walk off, their faces light up and brighten for just mere acknowledgement. Yeah. And that's one of the funnest things to do is you just or you give them just kind of that little sly smile, almost like it's an inside joke. And they're just like, hee. Well, and it's funny, too, because kids are such a a burden to people who don't have kids. Oh, yeah. Right. So, like, you take your kid, you go to the store or whatever, and there's that one person and the kid's standing in the wrong spot or whatever, goofing off, doing whatever kids do. And they're just they're super annoyed with it. I've been told in the store to leash my child. And I'll tell you right now, the one thing that will get a rise out of me more than anything in the world is say anything stupid to me about my kid because I will – that's when you're going to get the Brock that nobody wants to see. <laughs> that's when I become the asshole. Right. And I because I'm that to me is your intolerance of other people. Are you shitting me? You're about to be really intolerant of what's going to happen because I'm going to start <laughs> talking about the things you're either wearing, your haircut – your face, whatever. Yeah, no, because I can. I, one of my favorite ones is I can always look at them and go, you know, I can train my child better, but how do they fix you? <laughs> and that, that to me, I lo- oh man, I had a, that same guy that told me to leash my child. Probably not the most. Did you tell him you were about to muzzle him? Uh, not with, uh, kinda, <laughs> in, not in those way, words, in, in a way, yeah. Um, he hit me with the, you need to leash your child. And I said, it's just being a kid, man. Like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get her out of the way for you, but she's just being a kid. And he goes, that's no excuse. I said, well, there's really no excuse for you to run your jawbone like you are. But since you want to play that tune, I can fire up the old fist guitar and we can play, we can rock out. And he kind of, like, looked at me, like, totally lost. Because some of the shit I say in the grocery store to people, they're like, what the fuck did he just say? 
but it makes you think about it for a real quick second before you get your ass beat. Right. Because growing up, watching my dad and everything, like, you are as sincere as possible until it gets to the point where it's like, there's no more being nice. Right. And so I have that tolerance. Kids run into me in the grocery store, and I'm like, oh, no big deal, you know, because I get it. I, A, am still a big child and will eventually bump into somebody screwing around in the grocery store. right, and it's how they learn. It's how you learn. Even their kids. Yeah. They don't know any better. They don't know that you've had a crappy day or you just got divorced and you're looking for eggs or what. You know I mean? They don't know that. They don't have any any Ooh. idea. And Ooh. here you are being a jackass. I ran into a, a handful of them. And my kid doesn't, doesn't act bad by any means oh. in the grocery store. She's great. She'll talk to people. Yeah. High energy, but people can't <laughs> handle high energy. Yeah. They're like, no, they freak out. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, man. But that that to me, that's the one that's gonna you're gonna catch a rise out of me when you start targeting my my kid. Right. You know? And that's where it's like, all right, buddy. I hope you brought your I hope you brought your big boy panties because you're gonna need to put them on and I'm I'm pretty much guessing you brought your lunch. Did you bring your lunch? Because it's gonna be this is gonna be a day's work right here. <laughs> you know. I mean and I'm not the biggest of guys, but I ain't I ain't as scared of somebody telling me what to do with my kid. Right. Like, that's not... You want to target my child? That means you didn't have the balls to target me. Let's do this. <laughs> you know? Not afraid to dance in aisle four, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, um, speaking of dances and tunes, we're about to tone this one down. But uh, it's been a good one. And... Uh, Follow us, like us, share us with your friends, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, everything. You name it. We, we've we got something, so push in. Yeah, we've got something. <laughs> whether it's a good something or not, we got something. Or whether we know what the fuck we're doing. But yeah. we're trying. So, uh, as always, we appreciate you. Thank you. And good night.